3: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Yes, we are back following the final pay-per-view event, the final 2023 event for the Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC 296, which started off real strong, kind of ended in a whimper, but it ended with the two world champions that headed into the card as world champions and ended with both those fighters coming out. As world champions, and we're here to discuss the fallout of UFC 296 from a matchmaking perspective. I am Mike Keck, and joining me as always on this Sunday morning. The Prince of Positivity, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, and my best friend, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. AK, how are we doing? We're doing good. Good morning.
4: Yes. We're doing great. That was that was a, overall a really good card. I, I think you nailed your assessment of how it played out, uh, my best friend. I think it did start, it looked like we were headed towards like an all-timer. I gave it a really high pre-event gymnastic score. I said there's like a 9.8 on the degree of difficulty. The two title fights didn't really deliver. Well, I should well, the main events, obviously, I don't think we need to say anything about the action, the actual action. If you're a Leon Edwards fan, you probably loved it. You're having a great time or you hate Colby, but objectively the fight itself wasn't super great. It was light on action. I think it's fair to say. And the co-main uh, I think was really good from a competitive and technical standpoint, it won't, you know, it's not going to go down as one of the fights of the year, but I really enjoyed the co-main events. Uh, but yeah, we wouldn't, we didn't get one of those, uh, cl- like a classic moments in the main or co-main. And I think that might dim the event in some people's eyes, but I think when they look at it top to bottom, it'll actually look like this. This was not a top three card of the year, you know, didn't quite live up to that billing, but it was, it was good. It's, it's in the upper half of the 12 UFC, 12, 13 pay-per-views. How many did they do every year? Did, do they, two, did they do two in a month this year?
3: They did 14, did they not?
4: 14.
3: Because they had two in March and two in July. I think of the 14 pay-per-views, it's in the top half. I think it's in the top. I'll, I think
4: I'd say it's top seven. I have to look back at the, the whole list again when we start doing our year-end recaps and uh, that sort of
3: business. But I think it's in the
4: upper half. It's a good card.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think just the expectations are almost impossible to reach for this card, if we're being honest. Um, I mean, it's, between the prelims, we had Irene Aldana versus Carol Hosa, a fight-of-the-year contender. And then Jacoby and Menafield was fun, like two of the fights we didn't think were going to be super-duper fun. Ended up delivering. We get one of the most frightening and terrifying knockouts in UFC history to kick off the main card, and then things just kind of went downhill a little bit. But uh, we'll discuss all of that and in, in more. We'll talk about what's next for the title contenders, the title participants, the main card winners, we'll have some wild card picks. Uh, We'll go for like 45, 50 minutes here before I have to check out of the hotel here in New York City. But what we'll do is we'll go through each fight. If you guys have suggestions for who we're discussing, chuck them in the, in the chat. We'll pull them up on the screen. And then at the very end, we'll take 10 or so minutes, maybe 15, uh, and we'll just take the leash off. You guys can run around. Virtually and submit your matchmaking suggestions and we'll get after it from that perspective. So let's get into it, AK. Leon Edwards, still the welterweight champion following UFC 296. As I said on the the post-fight show, this sort of reminded me, not exactly the same, of the Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannon air fight from UFC 276, where I think Leon was preparing for something. Maybe Colby to sort of back up all the trash talk. And then Colby just ended up handing him the win on a silver platter by just giving him the exact fight he needs to just easily win. And that's what happened here. Leon just took what he was given, cruised to a decision, kind of took round five off, but didn't really matter. He knew Colby had nothing for him. And now things are real interesting here. The build to this, a lot of people are saying Bilal Muhammad likely would not get a title shot coming out of this, especially if Colby won. And if Leon won, still maybe 50-50. And then Leon goes to the press conference and just kind of no-sells everybody, had nothing in plan. And Jed kind of joked about on the post-fight show. The UFC's graphic of Leon Edwards with the belt was, let's see what's next. <laughs> just the funniest thing ever. scintillating Stintillating. Stintillating stuff. So what is next? Is Malama going to get his day in court? Or do you think they're going to go a different direction?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Bilal Bahama should be next. Come on. Bilal should be next. Um, It's not like my number one choice. We will talk about our number one choice. And I think a lot of people's number one choice after Saturday night uh, later in the show. But just based on sort of the the longer history of some of these fighters, I I have to lean towards Bilal. I should have put him in the poll. I just I just threw up a little uh, polar Rooney. Mike, before we started talking, Uh, who was the biggest winner of UC 296? Uh, Leon Edwards, Pantoja, Shavkot, or Paddy Pimblitt. I don't think I left anyone off. I mean, Josh Emmett, we can talk about him later too. But I guess I should have mentioned Bilal. Bilal could have been put on the list, arguably over Pantoja, who like was great, but I don't know if gained a lot from that win. Uh, but I don't know how many votes Bilal would get. I would hope a lot because I think this win, sorry, uh, Leon's win should clear the a pretty clear path i think Bilal's done almost everything he can do other than be really good on the mic not a strength of either him or leon edwards i really wish leon had called for him it would have made this pick so much neater as it is there is certainly doubt as to who could be next imagine if the ian machado gary luke fight had gone through and gary had just first round ko'd vicente luke he'd be in the mix he probably might have jumped ahead of Bilal. uh so blush actually should be should be is uh fortunate that, that fight didn't take place. So I'm going with him. This is also an easy follow-up. I think after Bilal's last fight, I said I want to see him face the winner of this matchup. I'm gonna stick to that. People can say what they want about oh, the first fight was like what we saw in the first fight, the round and a bit was enough that we know Leon's better. I don't know. It was a while ago. I think Bilal's been better since then. Leon's probably better since then. You're you you might have to throw it on if you're the UFC and you're worrying about moving pay-per-view sales, you might have to throw it on there with another fight. I get it, uh, or just bite the bullet and have it headline a card that, you know, you don't necessarily expect it to uh, to do blockbuster numbers. And that's okay, too. Either way, I think it's the way to go. Um, I know I know fans aren't, uh, you know, banging the doors to see this happen. But, well, all of a sudden, he's earned enough. He waited in as the backup. That's a guarantee, Mike.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, just do the mathematics. It's 100%. Anyone who backs up gets a title shot, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Especially in 2023. It's the law. Obviously, we're being sarcastic. It's the law. It's the law, it's the law Mike. <laughs> It's on the uh, the rules and guidelines, the yes. athlete protocol guidelines yeah. uh, that the UFC adheres to so much. So we also talked about this at the post-fight show. The biggest winner of UFC 296 is actually winners, and it's two guys who didn't even fight on the card. Actually, they kind of did, depending on how you look <laughs> at it. It's Sean Strickland, Drinkus 2 plus They're the uh, biggest winners of UFC uh, 296. And it's while. crazy to say for a skirmish in the crowd where Sean Strickland had to politely ask Gilbert Burns' children to move out of the way as he jumped over a row of chairs to go start punching DDP in the crowd. But that is the biggest story coming out of this event. So those two guys are obviously the biggest winners. I, I mean, I, probably Sean Strickland in particular, because he's going to make a whole bunch more money. When he fights DDP in Toronto, that pay-per-view is going to do much better. Yeah, I think I think is going to get his day in court. I think every domino that Bilal needed to fall fell. All of them. Every single thing he needed to happen, happened. And the other thing is Dana White talked about it. Leon talked about it at the post-fight press conference. It seems like the UFC is going to go to Manchester, maybe the first half or early second half of 2024. You just throw Leon on that card, it does not matter who he fights at all. Just throw him in there. He's going to be treated like a star. Probably the only place he's going to be treated like a star, you put Tommy Aspinall in the co-main event against whoever to defend the interim title, there you go. So I do think is going to get his day in court because in, in that juncture, it doesn't matter. Now, the one thing that could hurt Bilal is if the UFC needs Leon to fight sooner. If they say all their UFC 300 plans fall apart, And they're just like, man, Leon, we need you to fight. If Bilal ain't ready, they're just going to go with the next guy. But I kind of feel like after this fight and just this performance overall, like it was a clear win for Leon and Colby deserves much more of the blame, in my opinion, than Leon does. This wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing fight. The second Kamar Usman fight was a good win, but not aesthetically pleasing. And let's be honest, the first Usman fight was not good until the head kick heard around the world. So... I think Bilal will get his shot and availability is going to be Bilal's best friend here. Now, probably the more interesting question, AK, is where does Colby Covington go? Because I want to be perfectly clear, this was a bad performance. This was one of the worst performances from a challenger I've seen in a long time that I can remember. This was really, really bad. And all week I kept saying, we are going to know in the first seven minutes what this fight is going to look like. Either we're going to feel like, ooh, Colby's going to be real competitive here. He might win. Or we're going to be like, nope, he's done. He has no chance of winning. And that is what happened here. Colby just didn't do anything. I'm curious if he was hurt. I talked about that on the watch party. if If he was hiding some kind of an injury. But it doesn't matter. He was bad. He was very, very bad. But the one thing Colby did well, in my opinion, AK, was what he did when he had a microphone in his face. And I'm not talking about what he said in the octagon. The second he showed up to the press conference, he was asked a question and immediately called out Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, <laughs> which one fits right in with the gimmick. Two, it gives him the biggest prize fighty fight possible where he gets the bigger name with the lowest risk, in my opinion. And he immediately, he did more in the first two minutes of his post-fight press conference than Leon Edwards did in 30 minutes of his. And that goes to show you, even after a terrible performance, I think he's going to get what he wants. I think he will get the Wonder Boy fight. I think the UFC will give it to him. And I'm kind of intrigued by it, which also makes, it's crazy to say, it makes me think that Wonder Boy is still in play. As a freaking title contender, because if he goes <laughs> in there and rinses Colby, he's probably getting a title shot, which is crazy. So maybe Wonder Boy was the biggest winner in the state, even though he lost, because he's probably going to get Colby next. It's crazy. I'm going with the Wonder Boy fight. I would like to see Shafcott get his opportunity, but I don't think that fight's going to happen. So I do think they will go with Colby versus Wonder Boy, that could headline an on the road fight night card. You could throw that anywhere on a pay per view main card, and it's going to get a lot of attention. And Colby's going to try to say unkind things to wonder boy and wonder boys just going to kind of shrug it off and disarm Colby. So yeah, I think that's, what's going to happen.
4: Yeah, it was, it was a great call out. It's, it's one he's, he's made before again. He's, 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 if there's one thing Colby does is that he he lays the seeds for a lot of feuds. He lays seeds for a lot of potential fights. E- even Leon, even Leon, though there wasn't like the most amount of heat between them before fight week when it just ramped up to an insane level. Um, he invented the stupid Leon Scott thing all those years ago, which believe it or not, some people actually find funny and still repeat. And that was just a throwaway line from a well, long, long, long time ago. So he does he he's unlike a lot of fighters. You'll see a lot of fighters say that they really don't keep up with the rankings. They actually don't keep up with, like, they're focused on training. They're focused on their own career. They're not watching every card. They're not, like, uh, scrutinizing all the potential matchups. Then there's guys like Colby, uh, Ian Machado-Gary, uh Mel Chiesa, back when he was calling people out and doing a really good job of getting those fights. Like, who who have a plan? You know, they have a plan. Win or lose, they have a plan. So Colby had a, a plan, an exit strategy, if you will, and it was to call out Wonder Boy, and, and it's logical. Uh, That's a pretty easy crystal ball pick i would be surprised if the ufc wasn't immediately you know not not signing it this week but probably after the show talking to both guys and saying yeah this is do you want to fight wonder boy we'll talk about it would you wonder boy you want to fight colby we'll talk about it it just it does make sense for they are at this stage in their careers and wonder boy would have to see that as a winnable fight because he, he loses when he gets out grappled for sure but Colby's a little bit older. He certainly didn't show off much of his wrestling on uh, Saturday against a guy who has much better takedown than Wonder Boy, but it just wasn't great. And regarding an injury, I, I personally thought he, he must have had some injury going in, but that doesn't matter. Once you step into that cage... Oh, 100%. There's no, there's no excuses. 100%. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. There,
3: yeah, we're not making excuses. For no, Colby, not at all. Not at all. not at all. He had... Even I said it on the watch party, and I know I wasn't alone in this. He had... He had the aesthetics and at least the look of somebody who's trying to disguise an injury, like a knee injury. Like he did. The stand switching, all that, that is Mm -hmm. unlike Colby. Uh, It wasn't planting very well. when He was throwing strikes. And again, it doesn't matter. And honestly, even if Colby was 120% healthy, I still think that fight probably goes very similar to the way that it did yesterday. Uh, But he had the aesthetics of watching the fight. I was just like, man, Colby looks like... He's trying to hide something and trying not to he's trying to keep a poker face. But like I, I'm completely with you. It doesn't matter. No, no excuse for Colby. Yeah. He went out there and got run over. He got, he got dominated, not run over. He got dominated. He's not and he, competitive at all. And, and he didn't even hint at anything, by the
4: way. Post fight interview, nothing. No, he, he may have. He was very arrogant. He definitely downplayed uh, the <laughs> Edwards performance. He was like, ah, oh, you know, he said a lot of stupid things after the fight but did not say anything like, oh, by the also I was injured. Not, I don't think at any point did he allude to an injury. So we got to take it at face value. He was probably as close to healthy, 100% healthy as you can get in the fight game, which is to say not that close. Everyone goes in, I feel like, 80% health at best. Um, but yeah, as far as we know, no notable injury. Just Leon's the better fighter, and uh, Colby had nothing for him. So uh, the other thing I want to point out, someone had a comment. Oh, it was good. Oh, what is Colby gonna be ranked after that performance? I I I'll tell i you right now, he's not in my uh overall MMA top 15. If I'm doing just UFC, I think I think he still cracks it. I think he still cracks it. You're but not ranking think, him at all. He won't be because I think my number 15 is like um Magomed Karamov, I think for uh, PFL, right? PFL's welterweight champion, I think. And I wow. I, would, I would pick him over Covington 90 90 Sheesh. times, <laughs> nine times out of ten uh right now uh in the UFC so I have Covington behind Neil Magni and Jack Della Maddalena and Ian Machado Gary so I won't put him over just if he had put on a better performance and I spoke to this with Jed before the show um before UFC 26 I was very easily going to rank him probably above uh, both those guys Ian Machado Gary Jack Della Maddalena just because I think you can't erase those past accomplishments entirely and also I still think he'd be a decent matchup for, for either of them um, but that performance was so bad, I just can't in good conscience rank him. I don't know what you're what you're planning to do. I, I think the UFC will put
3: him back in the top fifteen. I'm gonna oh I'm I'm, I'm gonna rank him. It uh-huh. won't be, he, he won't be like top. He'll, I think I looked at it last night a little bit. I'm I'm gonna take my time today and uh-huh. go through the rankings since sure. I don't have to fly out of here for a while. But he's probably gonna be in the top ten. But like the back hot the back half, he'll mm-hmm. probably be, like above. I would rank him above Wonder Boy. Okay because i think like colby should win that fight it wouldn't surprise me if wonder if wonderboy especially after what he showed in a lot of that fight against shaftcott really good takedown defense and he and he hit shaftcott a bunch of times so i'm not saying wonderboy couldn't win but you'd have to think colby's like a minus 180 favorite in that fight you know what i mean so it ain't going to be a, it ain't going to be a great ranking but maybe he's number 10. He's probably in the top 10 at this point. But it, it, he's, he's hanging on by a thread. I'll tell you. Hanging I'll on by a thread.
4: I'll wait to see if he gets the Wonderboy fight. If he gets the Wonderboy fight and he wins, I'll happy throw Colby back in there. As it is, he's got to earn that ranking back. I've been pretty consistent with this. People know I didn't rank Henry Cejudo either. And he had a much, much better performance against Aljamain Sterling in their title fight. Uh, Some would argue he even won that fight. And I still didn't rank Henry. His inactivity his was even longer than Colby's. And his resume and his that weight class is he, is not as is frankly not as good as colby i know people knock colby's resume but he has a better list of wins at 135 so i'm oh, sorry 170 then um henry who has a 135 so i'm ha- again if you come ba- if you come back from a long layoff you just gotta win you gotta win and i'll put you in man or at least put on a better performance than what colby did because yeah he could have he could have got a 10 top 10 ranking with a loss and i just can't i can't in good conscience do it i know if there's people in the comments i'm crazy I understand. Uh, sorry, regarding matchmaking, I honestly don't care. I don't ever want to see this guy fight again. His personality does nothing for me. His post-fight press conference was just embarrassing. And uh, if they cut him, I honestly wouldn't shed a tear. I know there's still interesting fights ahead of him. I know Wonderboy makes a lot of sense. If you're Wonderboy, you should be campaigning to get, make that fight happen. 100%. But otherwise, throw him to Michael Morales. I don't care, Mike. That's my that's my pick, all right? I originally wanted Michael Morales to fight the uh, Brown Salakov winner. That fight didn't happen in this car, so... Technically, I, I still want Michael to get someone who participated in the show. Uh, maybe that'd be Colby Covington. Let's see. Let's just throw him to some blue chipper. See what happens. And Michael Morales smokes him. Hilarious. If he beats Michael Morales, back in the top ten. Back in. Uh, guess what? I guess I guess Colby Covington still got something left. So I'm happy to roll the dice there and see uh, see what happens too.
3: Boy, I mean, if 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 Colby, I'll tell you what, Wonder Boy is probably gonna get that fight, and if Ian Garrick can beat Jeff Neal he's probably fighting one of those two guys next. So like Ian Gary versus Colby would be, would be pretty interesting too. Um, The build would probably be really, really awful, but we'll go from there. So yeah, Colby probably get the Wonder Boy fight, just no cell Shafkot, which I thought was even funnier. It's just everything about it was was just, it was just a weird, a weird Saturday night for one Colby coming to, which is crazy to say.
1: Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit 1 800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Y or text HOPENY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash ball for eligibility
2: that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, hits the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
3: Let's move on to the easiest batch making of the card. Uh, Alexander Pantoja, Defeats Brandon Royval unanimous decision. He looked real good in the fight. Was this the all out sprint for 25 minutes that a lot of people were predicting, or, or for less than 25 minutes? No, but it's still a very fun fight. Royval made things interesting even in round five. But Pantoja, just a gritty, wily veteran. The man looks like he gases in round two, taking big deep breaths, and then when you just when you think, oh man, he's he's getting tired, he lands a takedown and dominates around. So. This is super simple. There is a big fight coming up, five rounds. Mexico City, Amir al versus Brandon Moreno. Winner of that fight gets the next title shot. It's pretty simple.
4: Yep, no friends forever here. Um, you could make an argument that al-Bazi, the run he's on, had already done enough to earn a title shot. Some of said he's more worthy of a title shot than Brandon Royval. So uh, the fact that he has to go to Moreno, I mean, it's fair game. He needs to get one more fight. He doesn't have the kind of name where they could just throw him into a title shot waiting. If he beats Moreno, clear number one contender. Marino beats him. We got a rematch of what I think was the best fight of 2023. So UFC, Mexico City, February 24th. Fingers crossed. Nothing happens this fight. I think it's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good one in its own right. And then either way, we can awesome match up next. So yep, easy pick.
3: Uh, what about Brandon Roybal, AK? Where does he go from here? Brandon, I was Mike, Can I say
4: I was a little disappointed in his performance? I I'm not sure what more he could have done. Pantoja's grappling is so good pantoja is frigging nails like when when roy val was just kind of finally putting it on him in round five and just like smacking him with clean shots i get that it's round five they probably weren't knockout blows but like we saw this in the moreno fight too we had that pantoja has this weird kind of late round malaise to him but you know he's not like real. he's not actually gassed he's not actually he just slows down he slows down in rounds four and five. Now, maybe he needs to stop that. I don't think it looks great with the judges, but didn't matter on Saturday. 50 45s across the board. So his grappling was more than enough to uh, to win on the scorecards. Um, but for Roy Val, uh, I I hope he gets to fight his way to another title shot. He's not old, you know. There's there's always a chance he gets a chance, another shot of Pantoja, Or if Pantoja loses the belt, Roy Val can sneak into uh, you know, fight a different challenger. Sorry, different champion, excuse me. Um but he's only going to get tough fights it's a it's it's one of the it's actually one of the toughest divisions in the UFC right now because it's not deep and anyone in the top 25 is like a killer um, there's only I think maybe like 30 35 flyweights so there's like 10 that you might say they're new quote unquote easier wins but Roy Val's gonna have to fight someone tough someone coming for a spot I think it's a guy who won on Saturday I think maybe he ends up having to face uh Tagir Ulanbekov, who had a great performance against Cody Durden and then uh we reevaluate
3: right uh, contender prospects from there interesting selection and i love you but you're wrong it's it's incorrect there's only one answer to this question i've already seen a bunch of people comment on it i understand that this person already has a fight booked and that's totally okay it happens to be on the first fight card of 2024 uh Melkop is fighting mateus nicolau in a rematch and i don't give a shit what the result is the next fight that is going to be made following January thirteenth is Minel Cop versus Brandon Roybal. That is the next fight. Ah, uh, uh, Manel is not getting a title shot because he's going to have to wait anyways because they're going to do the Albazi Moreno winner more more likely than unlikely. And now you give us Brandon Roybal versus Minel Cop. I want this. I want this fight so bad. Yes. I want this fight so bad. And I think we're going to get it either way. No matter what happens, Roybal versus Cop next five rounds. UFC Apex, give it to me. That that was my first instinct, uh, was to give him cop
4: win, loser, draw. I think my I think I didn't want to risk derailing cop if he beats Nikola, if he if he gets the the revenge against Nicola. I think I didn't want to risk cop losing a shot, but you're right. That's a that's a senseless way to think in this division. You really can't protect anybody. Uh, you can't wait for people. You can't. You really can't wait or pick in fights in this in that in the UFC Flyweight division. You really just have to go. So I think you're right. I I do hope I need to see Roy Cop fight at some point, whether there's a title shot on the line or not. Um, so I went with like a safe, like conservative choice. But uh, yeah, I, I do hope we see Roy Val Cop sometime in
3: 2024. Flyweight's so fun. Like I'd love to see Roy Val versus Moreno again. I would love to see Cop versus Moreno. I mean, God, man, Cop versus. Kaikar France. This is just so much. At some point, so Tyra much.
4: Tyra's gonna have to step up and get one of these guys, right? Tyra's gonna be in yes. the next I, I know I love how they're building him up. If they wanna give him again, you know, lower tier uh lower half of the division guys for the next couple of fights, I, I, I would I wouldn't cry about it. But by the end of twenty twenty four, I'd love to see Tyra fighting someone with a numbered extra name. No rush, no rush, but I can't. No, give, him I, to Elliot.
3: give him Tim Elliott. Give him Tim Elliott. We Perfect. already talked about this. That's, that's, a great that's the fight. Sure. Sure. so yeah. Royval, the, the fun will continue on. Let's go to shafkot Rockmanoff A.K. Beats Wonderboy Thompson. T- just did what he usually does. 18-0, 18 finishes. Dude's just got a presence to him. He's got an aura to him. Um, dude just gets it done. A lot of people feel like he could get a title shot and it works. Uh, Colby no-sold him. Leon pretty much no-sold him. I think he might have to fight again. Where are we going here? This is probably the toughest one for me because you could go a number of different ways with this. Where where did you ultimately land on here for Shafkat? First of all, I think when our rankings come out, our fully uh,
4: updated division rankings, global rankings, I should say, come out this week, later this week. I have a feeling Shavkot is going to be Jed Mishu's number one welterweight. I don't know. I,
3: I'm sorry. I didn't watch the post-fight show. I don't know if he you know. said it. That's why I asked that post-fight question because I knew I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to rank Shavkot as the best fighter in the world. And this is not a
4: surprise. I think – did he have him number one? He had him as high as number two, I think. I think number two. He's had Shavkot as high as number two. He might be number two right now. But by the time he updates, probably number one. He, he had warned us of this before the card because he was, I think either he expected neither guy to like you know, necessarily have a, a runaway victory. Um, certainly he wasn't going to put Colby number one unless Colby flat out just dominated Leon. I think that's the only way he might have put Colby number one. But he's kind of like me. You got to, inactivity has to mean something, right? So uh, Shotcut will be number one on one of our esteemed uh, panel's ballots. And I don't blame them because I think Personally, I think he might be the best welterweight in the world. I'll pick him over everyone who I have ahead of him. Leon Edwards, I have number one, of course. Uh, Kamaru, I still have at welterweight. I, I just don't know how long, if he's coming back at middleweight again. So whether you have, if, if you have Kamaru there, he's ahead of him. Otherwise, Kamaru's not in the division, so it doesn't matter. And then I would have Shafkot over Bilal. So that's it. That's all the guys uh, who I have ahead of him. And i have picked Shafkot to beat any of them. I think he's that good. I think he's the real deal. I know people are like, well, he had moments in the, in the Jeff Neal fight where he was in trouble. He won that fight with this vicious choke of Jeff Neal. I think that Jeff Neal fight is going to become like his Habib michael Johnson uh, Hamza gilbert fight, where people are like, oh, they didn't do dominate like I expected to, so they were exposed. It's like, well, they still got the win. They still got the win. Habib was probably the, the most dominant of that. I mean, he was in trouble for like half a second and then just obliterated uh, Michael Johnson. But either way, there's always these fights in, in um, hype guys' runs where it's like, oh, they... They hit a wall like maybe they're not as good as we thought and i'm like guys sometimes they face, just face good fighters Jeff neil's a good fighter and i think shop cuts there he's overcome adversity he didn't fall for the trap of trying to really outstrike wonder boy you know he did he did his thing closed the distance took him down got the chokes just fantastic domination so if i could wave a magic wand i probably would give him the top fight over uh Bilal, but i think Bilal deserves it so i landed mike on sean brady and I want to hear your pick first before I kind of break down why this happened. This was just math. This was just who's available. And like, I didn't really have any other better options. I'm not sure where you're, you're going with it.
3: Like if I had my druthers, I would give him Usman. That'd be the one. Yeah. Cause it yeah. appears like Whitaker's going to fight <clears throat> Paul Costa. Right. We not. lost our, we lost our dream Usman Whitaker match. So, yeah. but I also don't know if like, that's a fight Usman wants right now. No. You know what I mean? Cause even no. if he wins, I don't know if it gets him a title. I mean, maybe he gets him a title play if Bilal wins the belt, but I don't know. I just it, – it'd be good. I think if Shafkot's smart, he just does nothing. It just waits because I think, honestly, the, as soon as – as soon as Bilal – as soon as Leon Bilal ends, he's just next. So he could just chill out and wait, or he could just take another stay-busy fight. So I – Maybe he's the backup fighter and just gets the winner. I don't know. Do you just take another fight just to stay busy? I guess. I, I thought about the Brady one. That's not a bad one. I don't know. Maybe the maybe do like the Kevin Holland MVP winner just for name value. Try to get one of those guys over. I don't know. Although I think Shopcut runs over both of those dudes. So, yeah. I mean, I'll go friends forever with you, but... He's the guy, like, he's already, he's there. He doesn't have to do anything else. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have to. He should yeah, have to. He, he he doesn't have to do anything else. But I don't know. This is, this was the toughest one. So maybe he wants to stay busy. Give him Sean Brady. Maybe that's the main event of the Atlantic City card. Mm. That's not a bad one. It's, like, right outside of Philly. So do that. Why don't we just do Sean Brady versus Shavka? That could be the main event. Go do that, I guess. I don't know. This is, this is one
4: of the reasons why I always say, belts or props and 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 often unfortunately once you get to this level props that actually get in the way of making fights because in a world without belts where they just paid fighters properly regardless of whether they're champions or not again if if the compensation was just and and frankly was way higher than you know whatever won't harp on this we wouldn't be saying like oh well he has to wait for this people would just be fighting like we would just have guys fighting you'd just be fighting the best you're getting paid a, a crap ton of money and you wouldn't care if you, you, you want to be, I mean, at some point you want to be ranked number one. I, I get it. Fighters care about belts. It's, it's, it's a sense of validation. Uh, I understand, but the fact that like shop knows the next logical thing for him is a belt means like, you're right. He might just have to wait. And that means Leon fights Balal first. And then who knows what happens? Hopefully is healthy enough that he can defend again in late summer or third quarter, but it's, I, I I just want to see Shavkat fight as much as possible. I find him so entertaining. I love watching Shavkat fight. But business-wise, because we care about belts so much, and because the UFC puts so much financial weight on having a belt, oh now well now Shavkat can't fight. He can't fight because it's just not worth it for him. And that is so infuriating. This guy should be getting paid whatever two million dollars to fight Joe Blow off the street. I don't care. Um, but that's the nature of combat sports. This isn't just the UFC by the way. This is this is combat sports in general. It's just it's just a real, real problem in the UFC because they're obviously number one in MMA. But um, yeah. And and so, and anyone who's just like, why Sean Brady? Why kill off another guy? Who's, you know, very likely one or two fights away from a title shot. There's just really no choice. We said already some of the, some of the other guys ahead of him in the rankings ahead of shopcott who are just they have their own things going on. They might not fight him. Gilbert Burns. We know people not saying the announcements late last night, Gilbert Burns is going to fight JDM. That rumored fight is happening um ian machado gary got rebooked he's getting the jeff neal fight that he was supposed to get a while ago uh that's it i mean luke is an option i guess but i don't know did we think about luke
3: for shavkat
4: for shavkat no no i don't want to see i that. don't think
3: they're gonna do it so no. big rocker johnson i think actually nailed it i think they're maybe they'll i think they're gonna do brady luke is the main event of yeah you know. yeah could be because so, they because they're doing they're not doing ian gary versus luke anymore now they're doing. They shifted yeah. Gary back to Jeff Neal from Miami. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: so you're probably right, my best friend. It's probably wait. It's it's uh we probably just yeah, don't, don't see Shapcott fight again for like eight months, which sucks. But uh that probably is. It. If I have to pick a name, I'll say they throw Sean Brady at him. Especially if Sean Brady wants to stay busy as well. But uh it's it's probably waiting. Sorry guys, we might not see Shotcut for a while.
3: Dude, he just waited nine months after <sighs> bulldog choking, standing bulldog choking Jeff Neal in March. So. I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys lying up to fight him, honestly. So, yeah, I think he's going to end up waiting and getting the winner of Edwards versus Bilal. Let's go to Patty Pimblett, defeats Tony Ferguson. I don't even know what to really think about this because, (laughs) like, Tony, outside of round one, he didn't take a ton of damage in this fight. Patty gets gets a win, gets the return fight, wins the bout. Tony didn't get clobbered. But lost, but it's also one of those things where he had moments and now he's like, Yeah, man, now I'm really gonna get it. Like, I now I'm due, everybody. Let's do one more. And you kind of didn't want that. So it was a pretty bad scenario here. All things around for people who don't want to see Tony Ferguson fight again. But Patty Pimblett, undefeated in the UFC, is seven wins in a row. It's definitely the the biggest green mark on the wiki page. The UFC is going to give him a step up. They're going to give him a ranked guy. They're going to give him a known guy. And they're going to give him a guy that he will, at worst, be competitive with, yet a guy he could possibly beat, but he could also possibly lose, and it's not the worst thing in the world. So you have to be very meticulous how you match make Patty. They ain't throwing Patty Pimblett in there with Benoit Santini. I can no. tell you that right now. They're not going to throw Patty Pimblett in there with Jalen Turner because he's no. going to get absolutely run in both of those fights. So here's what they're going to do. We're gonna get Patty Pimble versus Dan Hooker next. That's that's my fight. They could do Benel Dariush possibly, try to build upon that. Uh, but I think Patty versus Dan Hooker when Dan's ready to come back. Maybe they do it UFC 300. Who knows? That's what I think they're gonna end up doing. Give him a name, a possible winnable fight, testing Patty's dog and grit because that Dan Hooker does that with everybody. So yeah, I'll go with Dan Hooker versus Patty.
4: So Dan was my first choice. Uh, I rolled it out because he did whatever. He's got these arm injuries that persist. He said the first time he didn't let it heal properly. I think this time he has to. So I I I think he said he maybe would want to be ready for three hundred. But I have a feeling if he's smart and responsible, again, I'm talking about MMA fighter here, uh, he might not fight till the summer. But who knows?
3: Could, which could, could be fine if they go to Manchester.
4: To still this do that true. fight probably want and probably he probably would want to be on three hundred. Patty, Patty himself said he probably won't fight at 300. His wife is uh, expecting to deliver around that time. So he's like, ah, he, it's just, you know, it's unlikely. So he's not going to, he's going to kind of focus, obviously, on the birth of his first child and uh, taking care of, taking care you know, just being a dad, being a dad for a bit. And then, yes, Manchester, I think, makes a lot more sense. So I like it. I think there's a chance Patty fights sooner. I don't know. I know the Manchester card makes more sense. But I think he wants to keep the good times rolling. He did miss a lot of time since the um, Jared Gordon fight, Mike, I don't know if you know about this. Um, I kind of predicted the Tony Ferguson Patty Pimble fight. Did you hear about this? I, I yes. Had, uh, it's because of did, you. People in the comments, did you hear about this? I had I, I wanted this fight before. I don't think I've mentioned it before. I really want to see that fight happen. Um, and it did. And it did. And Father Time uh, undefeated. I'll say this. In, by the way, we didn't say this enough for Colby, too. Colby is 35 years old. Uh, thank you, uh, Jay, in, in the comments for reminding us that over, however, what, five, six years, uh fighters 35 and under competing in welterweight and lower title fights. Two and thirty-one now. Two and thirty-one. Those two wins were Tyron Woodley. Uh it's it's tough. It's tough when to get to those lighter weight classes. And I think 33 year old Kobe Colby does a much better job against, I guess it would have been 30-year-old Leon if this happened if it might happen a couple of years ago. I really do. I really do. Take style, match up what you want at some point you're losing the ability to pull that trigger. And I think we saw a little bit of that with Colby again, not making excuses. He gets in there. it's, it's He's responsible for everything that happens in there. And I think we saw, we're seeing that with Tony Ferguson. There's no question. Um, these are fights and moments that he could have, um, he could have worked his way out of when he was younger, but I'm not a doctor guys. When you get 30, when you're 39, you're almost 40, get, you're less explosive. You know, you might still have cardio. You might still be tough. You might still have skill. You might, you know, you know what you want to do. Guess what? The body doesn't respond. So, Good win for Patty, Tony, he's going to come back. And I think whatever his next fight is, it's going to look similar. I think all his fights are going to be similar until he decides to hang out until the UFC lets him go. Um, flashes of his former brilliance and an inevitable loss. So uh, I know that's a bummer. Mike, I've got another bold Patty Pimler prediction. There's a young man out there who's been waiting for a big fight. And he deserves it because he's a company man. Uh, he's an exciting fighter. He's got a number next to his name. He's got all kinds of accolades in his career. He's just chasing big money fights at this point. And the one that he's been chasing, the one that he should get, but it's just been so long. And the fight that he's chasing is, the opponent that he's chasing is so unreliable. I think he may have to give it up. This man I'm talking about, Mike, you may have heard of him. He, he coached a little show called uh, The Ultimate Fighter recently.
3: Oh my God. And... <laughs>
4: And this man should be fighting Conor McGregor. He's done everything that UFC has asked of him to get this Conor McGregor fight. And it's still in play. We think Conor will be back sometime after UFC 300. We don't think that he'll be. uh, Apparently, it's very likely he's not fighting on that card. And I I know the man I'm talking about. Michael Chandler is willing to wait for Conor McGregor. But if he wants a guy who's you know got like a fraction of that mcgregor popularity but kind of produces some of the same polarizing uh opinions and who he has a very good chance of knocking his blocks straight off mike i think they're gonna give michael Chandler a little mcgregor consolation prize here and they're gonna give him Patty the Batty. how is this
3: a consolation prize because,
4: again, Paddy is not McGregor, but he is a guy who has been c- compared to McGregor a lot just because they're both from Europe and they both talk a lot and they both, I don't know, f- starred in cage warriors. I mean, Paddy, yeah, I think Paddy had a more notable run there, but I shouldn't say that Connor was a two-division champion. We never forget. Um, so it's, it, it, it's a sellable fight. It's a... Pim... <clears throat> excuse me. Pimbley Ferguson was one of the most talked-about fights on this card. And we're talking about a guy, Pimbley, who's not even... I still think don't even... I haven't ranked 20... Two? I'm ranked 22 after beating Tony Ferguson. And that's where he was before. He didn't move up, by the way. I had him 22 going into uh, into Saturday, and he's still just 22. And he's on a six-fight win streak. Um, uh, sorry, five-fight win streak in the UFC, seven-fight win streak overall. He's I, I I was him. I honestly would have called it the Chandler fight. But he's also smart, and probably knows Chandler will beat his ass. So maybe that was good not to do that. Uh, but I think the UFC might consider it. I got a feeling. I got that same feeling I had when I suggested Fergie. And Patty, you don't seem as you don't seem as uh, nauseous about this <laughs> suggestion.
3: I'm not mad. I'm just I'm disappointed. Okay. I, I what like this does nothing for Michael Chandler. I mean, absolutely nothing. Hey, imagine imagine like you just you're at the mall and you fill out a piece of paper like win this Lamborghini over here. And then they call you and say, hey, AK, you won this Lamborghini. We're going to drop the car off at your house. And then you get like an 89 Ford Escort dropped in your driveway. Like that's that's what this is. You're expecting a Lamborghini and then you get a car. It'll get you from one – it'll take you from one place to the next – (laughs) <laughs> it's not a Lamborghini. Why would he get uh, no? AK, no, the man has to fight. no. I know the man has made a good amount of money. I think Michael
4: Chandler has made enough money that he never needs to fight again. That he seems like a guy who's pretty secure, has made good financial decisions. And like, but it's still nice to have money, it's still nice to get paid. And right now, he's sitting in the sidelines, not getting, not getting fine. Fine I know he's Dude, doing he's fine. He's doing fine. He only like could be doing more. businesses. Fine. He could be doing more fine. And let me tell you something, you know what? Let me sweeten the pot for you. Oh, you know, God. Mike, you know, Mike. I don't know if you heard there's another season of the ultimate fighter coming up, and oh, the coaches Jesus. the coaches have not been announced yet. So Michael Chandler, come back, <laughs> become the, the first fighter to coach back-to-back seasons of the ultimate fighter. Get Patty in there, just run it back. We all we all watched Tough 31. I think it had averaged what like 45 million viewers a week, I think, just in US alone. I'm not crazy. That the, the, the numbers were massive. Everyone in the comments watched, watched every episode. You guys know what I'm talking about. You love the ultimate fighter, so. We know and I think it was all cuz of Chandler, if to be honest. McGregor, yeah, maybe drawing had drawn a few eyeballs. I think Chandler was a real rating draw there. Get Chandler back in there. Make him like the Jeff Probst of uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Let's keep it going and put Patty in there. Does that does that make it uh make it a little more palatable for you, uh, my best friend?
3: If you if if the UFC came to Michael Chandler and said, "Look, man, Connor's retiring. I'll let you write down 10 names and I guarantee you will give you one of them." He's not writing Patty's name down. <laughs> guarantee it. That's nothing, I think he would I no, think he would, would. No, he wouldn't. He I mean, would write down, he would get they would they would give him a title shot. They would give him a title shot. I love this. Colby running down Leon's resume and called <laughs> Ricky Waters. Waters. Yeah, call Dude, do do, do do Chandler versus Ricky Waters. I mean, I, I would rather see Chandler versus Ricky Waters than Chandler versus Patty right now. Not saying Patty couldn't get that fight, but boy, that's not a consolation prize. That's a punishment in some respects for, for Chandler. I so. need an
4: I need an I need a uh, we need to replay your first reaction to my Tony. Patty suggestion all those all those months ago, Mike. I think it's very similar. I think it's a very similar word. No,
3: you could just like it was it was heartless on your part to suggest that and put Mm -hmm. this out into the universe. And that's is the reason this fight happened. It is. But but at least you could make a case to justify it in some way. This does this is not justifiable at all. Listen.
4: People in the comments, I see people in the comments blasting it too. Y'all, y'all were like that when I first suggested Patty and Tony. Let's just remember this moment. It might take a while. It might take I don't know how long it's going to take for this fight to happen. But I'm just saying,
3: I'm going to be fucking yeah, livid if they make this
4: fight. You might have to leave the show. I think you might have to leave the show for like a couple of episodes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh my I'll god. I'll find a guest. Jeez. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh to Josh can, Emmett. Can. If we can. One of the scariest knockouts I've ever seen from Josh Emmett just obliterates Bryce Mitchell. It was just really scary and Emmett's still got that thunder man, thirty-eight years old. I'm just gonna. I'm not trying to like breeze through this, but we do have a. We do have a an, a hard out at around eleven a.m. here, Eastern Time. Josh Emmett versus Edson Barboza. Give it to me. I'm ready. Just that's that's the fight. Give do it to time,
4: me. Do we have time for the song? Do you have time for the song? We're back on the wait, same stage.
3: Wait a minute. Wait oh. a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't you have? Di- didn't you have like a? Out of left field suggestion for Edson Barboza, one oh, that but, you can't go back from. Really, that was a good one. I stand by it. Ilya Tipori- didn't fight. you say Ilya Teporia? Yeah, I stand by it. That's
4: a great, that's a great matchup.
3: Yeah, you can't. You kind of have to give it up. So is <laughs> is, is Edson the bar- Is Edson the backup fighter now?
4: Uh, well, that fight's not ha- that fight. I- remember that matchup got booked. Ilya Teporia and uh, Volkanovski. So uh, Taporia's is off the table now. Barboza is free. He's a free man for auto picking purposes. So this is the way to go. <laughs>
3: One, two, three, friends. friends.
4: Yeah, dude. That's they, were, they were booked to fight a while ago. And uh yeah, let's just let's fix the timeline. Let's get Barbosa and Emin in there. Boy, that was a nasty knockout.
3: Glorious yeah, on. glad Bryce is okay. He seems to be um, okay. Yes. Good spirits as always. Yeah. Why Bryce is walking is walking out of the cage after that is beyond me. Just the whole handling of all that was was just terrible. But it is what it is. Uh time for the wildcard round. I don't these chairs, here I go, slowly sinking down. Yep. Uh, wild card suggestion. We're going to match with somebody we've not match made for, and we'll do so right now. Lots to choose from. I think there's a low-hanging there's low hanging fruit here. It's super easy. Uh, I'm not going with this. I think the low-hanging fruit is Cody Garbrandt versus Davis and Figueredo, especially after finding out that Song Yudong is fighting Piotr Jan. That's the low-hanging fruit. I did not go there, AK. Did you go there?
4: Uh, i didn't and i don't know what i would have done with cody because i think after figgy won his bantamweight debut i'm really into the figgy Piotr Yan matchup but i have no problem with figgy cody either as cody said on the mic when he did the call out supposed to happen on pay-per-view some time ago i know we're all kind of fearing for cody's life with every fight we all think that davis and Figueroa will just starch him but hey cody looked good against brian keller he looked okay against trevin jones you know so whatever if he loses he loses he wants big fights in his career uh, that's about the biggest one he can get right now. So no problem with that call up. But no, I went with Ariani Lipsky. Three-fight win streak all in 2023. I think she might be a sleeper to crack the top five of fighter of the year voting. A lot of people had great years, by the way. A lot of people had great years uh, in the UFC at the highest, highest levels of MMA this year. But Lipsky kind of sneaking into the radar, picking up a very good win over a woman uh, who was once entrenched in our top 15 at 125 pounds, uh, Casey O'Neill. So the queen of violence in great form. Uh, give her Tracy Cortez whenever Tracy Cortez is ready to compete again. I think it's a great matchup. Both women again are are on win streaks, and uh,
3: you're getting a sneaky contender out of that one. I, I thought about Tracy Cortez for on your Ariana Lipsey, and then I ultimately went with Ariane Lipsky versus uh, Michael Chandler because he's going to need to fight somebody after yeah. Conor McGregor. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's the way Greg to go. Chandler. No, I'm just kidding.
4: Right, but he's behind um, Patty in the picking order.
3: Just a record on your list of ten
4: people. Patty's <laughs> ahead of. All
3: right, A.K. We have his. We, we have just made history. We have just made history for the first time. No, in the history of this program, a friends forever moment in the wild card suggestion. What? I picked the same exact fight. Do it up again. I the same exact. Peel it fight. up again. We need, we, we need like the Saturday Night Live band to play behind us. The Friends Forever <laughs> fans. This has never happened. It took three years, but for the first time ever, we have a, a synced wild card selection. Uh, it is Ariane Lipski versus Tracy Cortez. To me, the low key MVP of UFC 296 is Ariane Lipsky. She looked incredible. She, she, Casey O'Neill, Casey O'Neill. That she beat the hell out of her. That was very, very impressive. So, yeah, give her Tracy Cortez. Big fight. Lipsky's getting it all together, and she just looked so much bigger and stronger in there with KC, with too. Great performance. I hope she gets some shine in the fallout of all this. I feel like with all the other storylines, she's going to be kind of under the radar, perhaps a little bit buried on top of the chaos, but yeah, man, I love that fight. Maybe due to Mexico City. If she's ready to turn around quick, throw it on the Mexico City card. February 23rd. I like it.
4: Yep, so way to go. Matchmakers, I'm sure the matchmakers are on top of this. They know what they're doing. Uh, Mike, before I move on, I'll just say I'll end this poll. Who is the biggest winner? Almost a near tie between Leon Edwards and Shovkott. Leon Edwards 42%, Shovkot 44 percent So both welterweights, uh both talk welterweights had a big night. Uh just rock Rachmanov with this with a slight edge, maybe the slight stock bump higher than than anyone else in the car.
3: Yes. All right. We are gonna let our hair down. Everybody but me, I guess. Uh Get after it. Time to just chuck in your matchmaking suggestions. We're going to pull them up as many as we can. We got about 10 minutes and that's what we're going to do. So throw them in. What do we got? We can, but keep it to this card. I know some people, when we do this, they just throw out rando fights that have nothing to do with this the, the card we're talking about. So here we go. keep uh, Casey O'Neill, Marina Morose, Rebook Carol Hosa versus Julia Avila, Shamil Gaziev versus Junior Tafa, Andre Feely versus Billy Q. I like the Andre Feely versus Billy Q fight.
4: Man, we didn't talk about Shamil Gaziev at all. He's stopping the the hellacious undefeated run of Martin Budai. God. Incredible. I saw
3: a lot of this. Colby versus Kevin Gastelum. You, yeah. you have any interest in this?
4: I kind of. I had a friend suggest that to me. Like, again, I'm more of the I don't need to see Colby fight ever again, but if he must, that would make some sense.
3: Diego Lopez versus Andre Feely.
4: Andre Feely, another guy would good for him. So happy for Andre Feely. I, I, they really made a good point on the broadcast uh, credit to Rogan and, and Cormier and them. And uh, John Anik that like, we have watched Andre Feely grow up in front of our eyes. He was like 23, 24 years old when he debuted 10 years ago in the UFC. So he's been facing tough guys nonstop. It was nice to see him get a, get a finish first finish in a while.
3: Yeah. I mean, look both those Diego Lopez suggestions. Um, very easy to book because all those people are all managed by the same guy. So it'll be easy. Patty versus Elvis Brenner. You like that idea? I don't think they'll do it, but. I
4: mean, uh, Elvis does not have a remote fight or anything. I'm not crazy, right? I don't we, think so. We, we've been doing some matchmaking for him. He's such a, he is not such a, he is the wild card in the lightweight division because on any given night, this guy can apparently beat anybody. So uh, I could see it. I could see it because he has enough reputation. But name-wise, it's a step back from Tony. Uh, Competition-wise, it's a step up. So I, I don't have a problem with it. Tony
3: Ferguson versus Terrence McKinney?
4: Why, Michael Harris? Why would you do this, Tony Ferguson?
3: Don't like it. <laughs> don't like it.
4: What's the fight that's going to convince Tony to retire, Mike? Does it have to be a three-round beatdown where he makes it to the scorecards?
3: Dude, give me what I've been asking for for, like, the last three Tony fights. UFC 300, double retirement fight, Tony Ferguson versus Joe Lozon. That's the one. Yeah. That's it.
4: Feels like we should get it.
3: Yeah. Either Tony's going to go out with a win or Joe is going to cream him in 45 seconds because that's how Joe fights. He just gets in and gets out of there. So that's what we're going to get. Uh, Tony, that's Tony, the one.
4: If Tony wins, though, he won't retire.
3: <laughs> then what do you th- – th- do you just lay him to slaughter then at this oh, point? I don't know. You Give him Benoit, Benoit Saint-Denis, AK.
4: I don't know. I like Tony, man. I, I It's funny. I think because people think I made the Patty-Tony matchup, they're like, I hey, hate Tony. I love Tony. Tony's one of my favorite fighters of this generation, and it's just, I honestly can't figure out how to convince him to get him out the door. And maybe no one should. I, I get it. It's up to him. It's his life. It's his decision. But
3: What's a good matchup for Garbrandt? I, I like the figurato fight. Yeah, now, that Piotr, now, now that Piotr Jan is fighting Song Yadong, do Figgy versus Cody. I like that one. Uh, if they went Figgy on... Garbrandt-Cruz 2 would have been my pick. I still
4: want to see it. Once, I think Cruz just got kicked out of our MMA fighting global ranking. So, Cruz, if you're out there, you want that sweet, sweet global ranking spot back. Please, get in a fight.
3: Patty versus Moicano if he fights Dober. If he beats Dober, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, mind.
4: Patty, yeah, that's good. Good good logical matchup. Winnable fight for Patty. Winnable fight for Uh
3: well, Tony versus Clay Guida. How's that never been booked? But that's a fight Tony can win. You know what I mean? Like that's if like that's if like Clay Guida can win as well. Yes, <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's I so hard that. to book him, man. It really I'm is.
4: I'm going to they were never booked, eh? That's so
3: that's so random. Menafield versus Anthony Smith. Yeah, I, I kind of think that it. makes sense. Great right win. Now?
4: Great win for Menafield, by the way. Uh, very a tough, very, very tough matchup with Dustin Jacoby. And if they fought, you know, if you ran it back 10 times, maybe they split it five five. But on this day, man, that power of Menafield. It's a difference maker. You can be getting outstruck for four out of five minutes in a round, but you land one of those bombs, which you did rounds two and three. It's a great performance. Yeah, I should I should have some idea for him.
3: Metafield versus Roundtree if Cleo loses next fight. Cody versus Barcelos. Sure. Patty versus Bobby Green. I saw a lot of Patty versus Bobby Green. I don't mind if they make that fight.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Metafield versus Span. Emmett versus Barbo. Metafield Span is actually kind of interesting. Because Menafield was a Fortis, uh, Fortis MMA guy and now he's a Pat Berry guy. Little uh we could build something up there. Emmett versus Barbosa, Feely versus Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Wow, and that's never happened.
4: There's a lot of guys, there's a lot of veteran guys in this card who, if you told me, like, if you told me Tony Bergson had fought Clay Guido or Andrew Feely had fought Alex Caceres, I would have like reached down into my false memory bank and been like, Yeah, I remember that fight. Like, boy, it's a lot of lot of great matchups out there.
3: Could do Patty versus Favola.
4: I that was probably my first choice before I said before I had my stroke of genius and pulled out Chandler instead. Uh,
3: let's see. Jarred. Covington money Fight versus Poirier at 300. Royval Perez. Mahaif winner. Shafkat and winner of Ed- Edwards Muhammad 2. Paddy versus Bobby Green. Emmett versus Alan Evloyev. Winner or loser? I don't know. Uh, Garber versus Adrian Yanez. I don't think they're going to give Adrian that fight. Um, did Covington even mention Poirier? No. I'm he, not. he was lobbing a lot of
4: uh, a lot of he, attacks out there this week. I don't recall him mentioning Poirier, which is he has before. I mean, this is definitely this is a history between them.
3: I mean, he could just get that Wonder Boy fight real quick too, because Colby didn't take. I mean, unless he really did have an injury coming in. Uh, Wonder Boy lost, but he didn't take a ton of damage in that fight. So usually, Wonder Boy, if he has a. Like a great performance, he usually busts his hands up and he's out for a hot minute, but yeah. I don't think he's gonna have to worry about it this time. So,
4: do you think they would ask them to wait for UFC 300? Do you think that's maybe something because we really don't know what they're going to be able to pump that card up with? It feels like Colby and uh Wonder Boy could fit on the main card there somewhere again, even though I said I don't want to see him fight again. There's I know there's an audience for that.
3: Uh, Tony versus Liz on double retirement fight, yep. a lot of Tony versus McKinney. I don't like that, I don't really like that at all. Uh, patty versus chase hooper uh,
4: actually, tony
3: versus chase hooper would actually be some kind of interesting that seems like the next logical step
4: down for tony uh young chase hooper certainly looking like a good fighter but hasn't really beaten a you know a great name yet i think that could be what's next for tony ferguson i think it's very logical
3: yeah Aldana versus I mean this is this is a lot of uh crystal ball in here. Aldana versus the Pennington Pena winner. Already just counting MBS Pennington out there, Peña huh? Winner. What? Wow. How do
4: I I gotta block that. how dare you? How dare you assume that Silva Silva's not gonna win on at uh, in January.
3: I mean, if you if you just want to lock up fight of the year for 2024, look no further. Oh, please, than please. Paco porter versus Chris Bardett. I mean, come on now. Come on now. What else we got? What else we got? Aldana versus Vera 2. Patty versus Emmett. But I mean
4: Emmett come up to 155.
3: There's a story there. There's a story there's
4: there. It. There is. It's not crazy.
3: Aldana versus Pania, <laughs> Tony versus Vita.
4: Blue Vader uh, said, I forgot Pennington was fighting Silva. How no! dare you? That's worse. Blue Vader, that's worse. You should have just let us think that you were doing like a prediction, a a prediction of a prediction. That is that is the real main event of UC 297. How dare you? Women's well, you, didn't, you, didn't,
3: you didn't watch a seasonal press conference with Raquel Pennington and my Mer- Oh yeah, that's right. They 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 weren't there. Which is super weird.
4: You know why? Because the fight sells itself, Mike. The fight sells. <laughs> you, you didn't need him there. Everyone's talking about it. Everywhere I go. I, I I go I go visit my parents. They're like, oh my god, is it true? My mom's like, is it true? My bueno Aires fighting Raquel Pennington in Toronto? Are you gonna be there? Can I get can you get can you get tickets? And I'm like, Ma, leave me alone. Everybody you wants Take us
3: to fight. <laughs> Passes the mom test,
4: yeah. Leave me alone.
3: Metafield, owes Demir, Holloway versus Emmett. I see a lot of people doing BKFC Tony Ferguson matchmaking. I don't, it's I, I don't even want to put that out into it's the gonna universe. Happen. It's gonna happen. going I know,
4: super sad. It's gonna Ugh. happen. Be super sad.
3: Mitchell versus Giga.
4: How has no one mentioned? I can't even I'm about to, I, I should have been grateful. I for like this fight. Alonso versus Azmat Mirzakanov. I like it. How, how has no one mentioned like Colby versus Dylan Dennis or some bullshit like that?
3: because like, we, again we're trying oh, to because
4: people are smart okay we're
3: trying That's, to be positive here they're not dumb uh, they're
4: not dumb like me okay good
3: michael venom page he is booked to fight kevin holland yep. in miami in march i like yep. it It's, it's i like it perfect.
4: Perfect. it's perfect matchmakers perfect. You, nailed, you nailed it perfect. You're freaking nailed it. Yeah. Win or lose, win or lose for him. It's it's because Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland, I feel like is someone they're still invested into. I don't know if they see him as like a world title challenger, but I feel like he's one of those guys who could w- like just randomly fall bass backwards into a title fight so, with the right matchups, you know? So
3: Kevin Holland is Kevin Holland is the welterweight divisions, Derek Lewis rankings don't matter. Yeah, None of it matters. Yeah, People yeah. just want to see him fight and he could fall, ass backwards into a title fight and no one would be mad at it. Like mm-hmm. that's just who Kevin is. So, uh, all right. We're done. I got to get out of here. I got to pack up the rest of my stuff and and check out of here. So matchmaking has been super fun this year with UAK. So here's what things are going to look like moving forward. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we will probably do some sort of like top five fights we need to see in 2024 show at some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we'll have our predictions extravaganza two-parter. The first half it will be an audio only program where we recap. We'll go back and listen to the 2023 show and we recap how we did. We compare and contrast. Just feel like how wrong we were with the chaos of 2023 in some of those selections. And then part two will be a live show. We'll probably do what we did last year on the YouTube channel where we just take your buy sell questions. The best 20 or so, 20 to twenty to 25 buy or sell questions. We put them on the screen, we give our predictions, and then we, we try to predict who will be champion at the end of the next year. So that's it's my one of my favorite shows that we do. So if you guys have suggestions, the same way you submit your matchmaking suggestions, your buy or sell questions, uh, send them the same way you submit your matchmaking. And if it's good enough, We'll throw it up on the program. We'll discuss. It'll be part of the 2024 prediction show, but make them good. Let's think yeah. outside of the box a little bit. Let's have some fun.
4: Hit us up, guys. Hit us up on the social medias. I'm uh, at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram, and Alex. lee at SBNation.com on email. Mike, how can they get you on IG again?
3: Uh, Mike, M underscore heck Jr. There you go. M underscore
4: heck Yeah, guys, uh, reply to us on Twitter or, or slide into the DMs, whatever method you need to contact us. Send those buy-sell questions. Those uh, championship predictions, Mike. I was so close, it was almost the year of the raw dog. Oh,
3: that'd have been incredible. we all
4: believed, we all believed
3: that would have been incredible. But you guys are the best. Uh, love doing this show. It's gonna be weird not matchmaking for the next month, but that's where we're at right now. We will matchmaking again, uh, January 14th following UFC Vegas 84, headlines by Mago Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker at the world's most famous Apex. And if 2023 was any indication of what 2024 could look like i feel like 2024 is going to be an absolute shit show and i am here for it so thank you all very much for ak i am mike Heck. even with this week i think it's always important to note the golden rule of the show and just of mmafighting.com in general don't take this stuff too seriously mma is supposed to be fun so thank you all very much have a wonderful holiday season and match week and crowns get put to the side until January of 2024. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. You're listening
2: to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.